flop Every record collector will tell you about some band whom, if circumstances had been different, could have been as big as the Beatles. And that has perhaps been said about no other group more than Honeybus, who, if you're like the vast majority of music fans outside the UK, you've probably never heard of. However, one listen to the band's impeccably crafted late 60s British hit, I Can't Let Maggie Go might convince you of that claim's veracity. This is Friday's best pop song ever. Honeybus was formed in 1967 in London by singer-songwriter Pete Dello, a.k.a. Peter Blumson. Dello had played in several bands throughout the early 60s with fellow Honeybus member Ray Kane, including an outfit called the Yum Yum Band, with which the pair recorded five singles. A collapsed lung forced him to put his musical career on hold for the better part of 1966, during which he hatched the idea of reuniting with his old partner and starting a new band. That band would be Honeybus, the lineup of which would be completed with the addition of future status quo drummer Pete Kircher and rhythm guitarist Colin Hare. While all of the members wrote songs, Dello and Kane positioned themselves as the band's main songwriters. At the time of Honeybus's founding, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper was revolutionizing pop music, and Honeybus can't really be faulted for being one of the countless bands who were influenced by it. Dello had imagined the group as being a platform for his songwriting, and in pursuing that, further followed the Beatles' lead. In 1966, the lads from Liverpool had shocked their fans by retiring from live performance in favor of working exclusively in the studio. Dello likewise decided that Honeybus would avoid the typical routine of playing the club circuit by focusing on perfecting their songs in the studio. This approach paid off as they were quickly signed to Deco Records and given a home on the label's newly established Duram subsidiary. The band's debut single, Delighted to See You, met with critical approval but failed to gain traction on the charts. Another flop release followed, and then in March of 1968, the band finally struck gold with I Can't Let Maggie Go. The sound of Honeybus, as exemplified by I Can't Let Maggie Go, is one that modern critics have retroactively labeled chamber pop. 
It is a sound typically defined by sophisticated melodicism, lilting delivery, and a reliance on strings and woodwinds. It could be said that it was a sound pioneered by the Beatles with songs like Yesterday and Eleanor Rigby, and that its banner is today carried by artists like The Divine Comedy and The Decemberist. You could also say that there is something kind of fussy and classicist about it. Chamber Pop stands at once as kin to, and in contrast to, the more ambitious Baroque Pop, a style embraced by contemporaries of Honeybus, such as the Left Bank and the Zombies. Suffice it to say that a lot of harpsichords were sold back in 1967. All of which is not to say that Honeybus was incapable of rocking out. Certain tracks on their first and only album, Story, like the hard-driving The Breakup Scene, indicated that the group could have been a stellar live act. But sadly, that was not to be. Sustaining the momentum of a monster hit like Maggie required that Honeybus make public appearances. But aside from some isolated TV performance, Stella was unwilling to take that step. As a result, the band floundered. Dello departed, leaving Kane to soldier on as the group's leader until 1969, when, unable to regain their momentum, Honeybus disbanded. In the wake of Honeybuzz's breakup, other artists began to pick over its musical bones. Joe Cocker's soulful take on Do I Figure in Your Life became one of his signature songs, while I Can't Let Maggie Go was covered by everyone from David Essex to a short-lived Belgian group called The Sideburns, and not to mention was also subjected to a ghastly instrumental treatment by the Danish group Riverhead. But, like any finely crafted song, I Can't Let Maggie Go could be bent, twisted, and stretched, but never broken. Now, I suppose the question on the table is whether Honeybus could indeed have been as big as the Beatles. Of course, I am in no way qualified to answer that question, but I would like to present a few observations. The Beatles warm their way into their audience's hearts with catchy barnstormers like She Loves You and I Want to Hold Your Hand. The bond they forged with their audience afforded them the footing they needed to embark on the experimental phase that started with Revolver and continued through Sgt. Pepper and beyond. And their method of driving those early songs home was their live act, 
thanks to their years playing four sets a night in Hamburg and their residency at the Cavern Club, the Beatles were already seasoned performers by the time they entered the spotlight. That's why so many of their most celebrated moments, the Sullivan Show, Chase Stadium, their farewell concert at Candlestick Park, are live appearances. Honeybus, on the other hand, started out as the cerebral songwriting technicians that the Beatles had become after several years of more or less conventional pop stardom. While I am certain that if they had put more into promoting themselves, they would have been much more successful, there is no telling whether they would have been able to inspire the same level of adulation and hysteria that the Beatles did. Despite what many musicians will tell you, there's really no surefire formula for writing a hit song, because too many unquantifiable factors, like personality and charisma, play a part in a song's success. In this sense, the Beatles' songs sold them as much as they sold their songs. Those songs had an urgency that demanded your attention. By contrast, Honeybus's songs, laid back and pastoral, sound like they're waiting in a sun-dappled meadow for you to happen upon them. But of course, none of that matters in the long run. Honeybus wrote goddamn great songs, and in the case of I Can't Let Maggie Go, a classic. How much money they made, and how many screaming fans they had, shouldn't play any part in our appreciation of that fact. And now, here, in its entirety, is I Can't Let Maggie Go, by Honeybus.
You have been listening to the Friday's Best Pop Song Ever podcast. I'm your host, Todd Statman, reminding you that, in addition to I Can't Let Maggie Go, we also heard the Honey Bus songs, Do I Still Figure in Your Life, Delighted to See You, The Breaking Up Scene, and A Girl of Independent Means, as well as the Beatles songs, A Day in the Life, Eleanor Rigby, She Loves You, and I Want to Hold Your Hand. We also heard Your Daddy's Car by The Divine Comedy, Walk Away Renee by The Left Bank, Concerto by The Pizzicato Five, and also Joe Cocker's version of Do I Still Figure in Your Life, and Riverhead's version of I Can't Let Maggie Go, all of which are the sole property of their copyright holders and used here by me for informational purposes only. Friday's best pop song ever is recorded in a series of secret tunnels built within an active volcano. If you feel too shy to make a hand delivery, I suggest you contact us through our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.com slash Friday's Best Pop Song Ever. Each word is capitalized, even though the whole thing is run together like one big word. I want to thank you for listening, and I hope that you return on the last Friday of next month when I present another song that I'm sure you'll agree is Friday's best pop song ever. <laughs>